0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to Coffee with Mirko. Uh, Gloomy, grey day, rainy day in Melbourne. But uh, we're ready to kick things off with uh, a phenomenal friend, a phenomenal guest joining us very soon. So as usual, I'm going to brew some coffee and uh, we're going to wait for uh, a few people to join in before I'll uh, Introduce you to special guest from today. Uh, hey, Coffee Candle, stick around. Agarojewska is around the corner, so we're gonna be joined by her. So as soon as a uh, few more people kick into the show, we're gonna be able to tell you all about her, and then we're gonna join her soon. As soon as I get my Aeropress out of the way. Uh, hope you're well, Coffee Candle. Hopefully, hopefully you're safe and sound with your family, and thank you for tuning in. And, uh, hey Katerina, good to see you all. So, Aga Rojewska is just very well known to be the first ever female barista to win the world stage. She's the 2018 World Barista Champion. So, she's definitely someone with lots of experience and an amazing representative for the females into the coffee industry. So. Hopefully we're going to get lots of uh, ladies, girls into the show today because Aga is really that person with that fire. But also good for us boys to listen to her. She really has uh, an incredible amount of fires. She's requesting me now. Aga, wait two seconds. I'll brew a cup of coffee and then you can. Uh, we'll, we're going to get started. All right. So yeah, I'm very excited. Big episode, so stay tuned and we should be done very soon with this. Beautiful part of the AeroPress is being very quick. Coffee's already been grounded because it makes too much noise. It's a natural Mexican filter coffee by Gridlock. Pretty delicious, actually. And uh, yeah, so like I was saying, for people who are tuning in. Agarajeska, uh 2018 World Barista Champion. So you're in for, for a good treat. Uh, this show is very simple. I'll ask a whole set of questions and uh, we're just gonna have literally, virtually, uh, coffee together and you'll be able to ask all the questions that you have probably towards the end. And uh, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be, be of good fun. So stick around. Coffee's nearly ready and i'm gonna clean that later all right what i like about aga i met her last year here in melbourne is that despite this incredible internal fire uh, when it comes to competition she's super humble uh, and uh, just uh, very very available as far as answering questions and uh you just can see that passion through her amazing work so like i said i think especially for lots of uh, female baristas out there uh, this is really this is really a good a good chance to ask the right questions and get a little bit of motivation uh, we had amazing female baristas on in the last uh, couple of weeks we had uh, nicole um, we had andrea allen um, and uh, we had GB today's uh, today is Aga's turn. So very excited and uh, once we plunge this in, should will join us? We'll sit down and I got a lot of questions and then you can ask yours. So Let's start. I'm gonna say hi to a few people. Micho, Sonu, San Remo Coffee Machine in the United Arab Emirates, AJW, Mohsen, Kami, Hamid, what's good? Nicole, I see you in the building. Ryan, Alirez, Ben, and to all of you guys joining, um, thank you for tuning in. In less than 20 seconds, we're going to have, uh, g- hey, Anales, Ilelo, thank you all for tuning in, guys. We're ready, hope you're coffee. I'm yourself with a good cup of coffee. It is coffee with mirko time, and uh, it's also time with Aga. So not just mirko. Here we go. Okay. Hello. Hey, how are you, Aga? <laughs> Oh, I, yes. I think I think the internet needs a little bit of warm up and then it should, it should stabilize us because at the beginning it usually like that. But yeah. first yeah. and foremost, how are you? Because obviously it's a very unusual situation. So how's you and your family doing?
1: Well, we're okay. Uh, the situation in Poland is uh, kind of changing. So we used to be like two weeks ago, we couldn't even leave houses for a walk. But now it's getting a little bit better. So you can go for a walk, you can go for shopping. It's, it's pretty easy. And, and there is no panic anymore in here. Uh, but people get a little bit of tired of sitting at home. So you can see them. Uh, yeah, of to, course, you know, stretch their rules a little bit. But we're fine. Everybody's everybody's okay. And uh, my parents are uh, in their house, my brother lives in Switzerland, so he's in a different situation and I'm, I'm staying in a, uh, in a bigger city. So, so like we're kind of alone uh, from each other, but, uh, but we're doing fine.
0: That's uh, super good to hear. And obviously yeah. uh, your second family in Bergamo, our hearts go to them, of course, because yeah. uh, uh, that was one of the cities majorly hit. And yeah, I'm glad to hear you fine. And uh, good to see you again after a few months yeah. in a different yeah. format. I was hoping to see you next uh, at the, you know, Melbourne uh, International Coffee Expo, but we'll see, hopefully, it's still on uh, in November. Um, thank you for joining and finding this time. Uh, I know you're busy, so I'll get started with the. Oh, sorry, go on.
1: Uh, like, I'm not that busy right now because of the COVID situation, so it's, a, it's you know, it's a, it's a good thing to actually have a, something to to do in the morning. Beside of playing PlayStation and reading books.
0: so Well, which is good, because I think it gives people an idea that you don't just brew coffee all day, every day. You, you're human, you play PlayStation too, which is yes. absolutely understandable. <laughs> um, simple, easy question to cut, 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 that, cut it through. Um, how did you get started into coffee for people who don't know you yet or don't know the story?
1: Well, uh, it was a a pretty uh, accidental story. Uh, I was finishing my first year in the university. I was studying economy in in Poznan, in the city that I used to live in. And uh, my dad, uh, he got a little bit angry that uh, me and my brother are not uh, doing anything during the summer. So he kind of forced me and my brother to find a job. And uh, I was going back from university by train. And then there was this coffee shop. It was a chain cof- coffee shop, kind of a Polish version of Starbucks. So I uh, I just left the CV over there and, and they hired me next week. So this is how it started. And, and for me, it was supposed to be uh, work for three months only. Uh, you know, My dad wanted me to have a job. So I did have a job for three months and I wanted to, to quit. But after those three months, I already out there is something like Latte and I started to like it. And there was few passionate people about coffee. Uh, but what actually keeps me in the work was uh, having my own money. So, you know, the first <laughs> it was the first time I ever earned money. So it was it was pretty awesome to have uh, an extra money. So I stayed uh, mostly because of that. And after uh, six months, I was competing in the first internal competition. And this was the moment when I Saw that the coffee kind kind of can be something more than just coffee with milk, and it, it can taste in a different way, and you can actually be m- much better than a hard and on latte. And I just stayed because I was interested. Uh, so this was pure accident. I could find a job in any other place, but it was a coffee shop. So
0: which is which is great. I'm glad the accident happened because <laughs> it gave us one of the. Uh, most inspiring um, <laughs> women person into the coffee game. So I'm glad that happened. Um, and obviously, after winning several competitions, because you were, uh, you know, your palmares is quite quite vast. Uh, you obviously landed an outstanding first place in the 2018 World Barista <laughs> Champion, first female barista winning. Uh, how important was this achievement for you? About Especially for as well the the women in coffee.
1: Well, the thing is with this uh, two thousand eighteen, um, I never expected to be in the top six, uh, and I never expected, uh, especially to win it. So, half a year after I won, I was basically every day changing if they results. Uh, so I was I was a little bit surprised. So I still I I think I still don't have this. Um, Like ability in my head to call myself a world brucey champion. Uh, So it's like I... There's so much... There's so many people that deserve it more than I do that I still don't believe it actually happened. But I know it was important for a lot of women because they... It was kind of a curse that we couldn't win the WBC. Um, And a lot of women were getting disappointed and tired and they were just like Starting to lose hope and I was getting a lot of messages after that uh that one that, that 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 win that uh, it bring back the faith in coffee and then you don't have to and there is there is now another curse and then they are have another you know willing to compete and it was like it was super nice that uh, they found like a, you know the strength again which was which was super great and I believe that uh, a lot of women also Felt like the relief that uh, it it's not such a men's game, and then now something might change. And and as you see, also in Brewers Cup and in barista competition for two years there was women winning. So so I believe that we get the second breath, and and, and now it's gonna be a little bit more uh, women's game than than the than the men's game.
0: Yeah, I, and 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 I think it's brilliant. I think that you exactly. Uh, Summed up what I, what it was in my head, which is uh, it was a great platform uh, for for other females out there to overcome their fears and judgment yeah. or insecurities and give it a good go um, and like you said there's been other many more uh, out there after you which which is great um, had the pleasure to talk with other uh, female baristas uh, prior to this episode uh, andrea Allen g b Nicole I think Nicole is watching too so all amazing though one in their country which is still very amazing, you know, even even reaching top five is still very, very, very great. So it's good. Um, When it comes down to competition, you kind of remind me of uh, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, (laughs) which is a compliment in the sense of, you know, you kind of have that eye, that fire, which is great. I think competitions are made to be won. Um, And, uh, and, you know, it just truly shows the passion that you got for the game. Uh, now, going back to that f- final routine, uh, you introduced some concept that's very close to me, which is a more connected approach with the judges and uh, like a almost like a simulation of a cafe experience. What made you choose this kind of idea and direction? Uh,
1: well, uh, the story behind it has like um, two sides. First of all, uh, I won nationals in March of 2018. So uh, the thing is, if you look at the previous WBC routines, they were all uh, very scientific, or like the going into that routine take a lot of time or take a lot of money. So if you take 2015 uh, WBC by Sasasestik, so he was uh, using a new varietal and a new. Uh, processing method which you have to have the access to the farm and it takes a lot of time takes a lot of years to actually develop that i didn't have time and i didn't have money to do that 2016 uh, S- uh, simple kafa bergu he was using a uh, finca deborah panama geisha which was pretty uh, expensive and pretty extra uh, you know extraordinary coffee i didn't have access to that coffee and i didn't have money to buy such a coffee and you know Back then, before I won, I was kind of nobody. So even if I reached the producer to ask him for the best possible coffee, he wouldn't trust me with such a such a great thing. So this also wasn't a, wasn't a plan for me. Then you have Dale Harris, when he had a very nice presentation, but with very scientific approach, also a lot of research behind that. And I also didn't have money, I didn't have time, and didn't have the access to the university to do such a such a big research. I was thinking, uh, what I am able to do with uh, with the amount of time, with the amount of money, and with the skills I have, what is the, what is something that uh, I'm actually able to do? And I used to work in a coffee shop. I used to have it, uh, and I always and I was thinking that I always struggled with uh, people that worked for me. They they were too smart for the customers that we used to have in a coffee shop, which means that most of the time they were it's not their fault but they were kind of offending customers with like showing them that uh, they don't have the knowledge for the specialty coffee and there was this this you know there was no customer service in between because they were trying to you know uh, teach them and not a lot of customers like to be taught and and i was thinking that maybe more people doesn't see the gap between specialty coffee baristas and you know the the Coffee professionals and just the typical customers that have never been in a specialty coffee, and they have no idea that the coffee before it was roasted, it's green. So, so there is this huge gap, and I, I wanted to point out that we should take care of uh, making this gap smaller, so we can get more people into specialty coffee coffee shops and to drink specialty coffee. Uh, and I knew that this is uh, that this is possible because it, you don't need a lot of money to do such a thing. You just need a you just need a good routine and, and a good idea for it uh so this was the, this was the two things i was i was thinking about what i cannot do and what is actually important for me as a barista so that's the that's the story behind
0: i i, I love it i think i think uh, it's it's also very relevant for the market and the situation where we are in uh, i think that after covid-19 that connection with the customer is going to be extremely important because a lot of times for the past couple of years we really focused too much on the cup and on the machine, and which is okay uh, in terms of quality product, but maybe we've left that connection a little bit behind. And I think that now with COVID, with people after a lot of long time in isolation by themselves, we we as a whole community we can get together and create a human level of connections again. Whether it's just a smile, whether it's just a small hint of education, and slowly, I think that's going to be. A, 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 a successful element. So I really appreciate that. And um I think that your first time coffee and drinking with the judges was just really cool because I think most baristas watching are gonna watch again. We have done that. Like I had drunk coffee with a customer before, you know, split shot, it's just an espresso. Uh sure I'll have the other one. Uh, which was great. Um, do, yeah. You know, do you think on that way that's also a good way to introduce and grow specialty coffee by connecting with people
1: yeah well that's the, that's the thing that we talk about coffee most of the time so so you make a coffee and you're gonna and you tell them so it's gonna taste like this 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 and that and and basically uh you don't drink that coffee you don't you don't have like they you just told them and they're like okay so should i should taste that because he told me that, he told me that and the moment if you don't guide them, like where they should, like if you say strawberry, a lot of people will just think that it tastes like a strawberry ice cream or maybe a strawberry jam or something. And if you don't guide them, that is just a hint. And the moment you feel it, like they, they are getting a little bit lost. It's like, you know, with those expensive wines, a lot of people are afraid of drinking good quality wine because they are not afraid to, they are afraid to, they will not be able to find the, the right quality and uh and people get a much much more trust the moment you kind of get their hand and you just guide them through the experience uh and they are and they are more willing to learn the moment you actually tell them, so the strawberry will be like in a little bit of a back palate or like the first thing you you drink uh, the first thing you you feel is kind of an acidity, but it's good the acidity comes from here. And they they kind of get to understand the product uh, better. So the next time they're going to come, they will try to do it themselves because they already know that the strawberry is not the, you know, it's not a strawberry jam. It's not, it's going to be a hint. It's it's not going to be like the the primary and the only flavor. So when you, when you give them the experience, they, you kind of like become a friend and and then you kind of, they are, You gain their trust and when the moment they trust you they are more willing to experiment so you will be able to give them like a more funky coffee or like more um, interesting coffee and they will already know that uh, you're not tricking them to pay more or anything like that you and when the moment when you get the trust and connection they are they will just come back for more because they already get something extra in the price of coffee yeah
0: i i I agree with you i think it's important that we just stick with that kind of element rather than trying to i suppose uh, i hate the word conversion but we are kind of converting you know especially people in the front line in coffee but it's, it's sort of conversion conversion doesn't happen at the first heat you know it has to be a little bit of a warm up it has to be a little bit of stretching before you can you know uh, take it take it take it take it home so you're right. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a patience game. And eventually once you win that trust and once you win that, Hey, you can trust me. You become that bartender at the cafe who you listen to and you watch the movie scenes where it's like, you know, you got the problems, you got the bartender now it's the barista. So yeah, I, I like what you said. Um, someone is asking if you like coffee geisha, probably Arabic, Arabica. That's from Panama. I'm sure you do.
1: Well, I, I, I don't know a person that doesn't like that coffee. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, the varietal and the the origin. There are, this is like an extraordinary combination. So I don't know a person who doesn't like Panaman Geisha. So <laughs> the answer is, of course, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes,
0: I agree. Uh, we're actually going to have someone from Well, a very famous person from Panama or someone who is very well-known in Panama coming in a couple of weeks. Very excited to have him on board. Um, uh, One more question before we get back on mind: Would you consider to compete at Coffee Masters again?
1: Uh, Well, Daniel, I I cannot compete in Coffee Masters ever again because I was judging one. And the rule is that if you judge the Coffee Masters, you're not allowed to compete anymore. So so I would consider, but I'm not allowed to.
0: I see, I see. Um, I like to smile when I mention Zlatan Ibrahimovic because I know you like football, and Zlatan also played for Juventus. So, and, you know, he's yes. he's he's a lion out there. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. He
1: so is. <laughs> he's, he's a monster.
0: Yeah, which it's, it's just good. Um, so obviously, you're inspiring a lot of baristas out there. Um, what sort of message do you like to leave usually with anyone? It doesn't have to be boys or girls. Like in terms of how to get started because i think a lot of people i see covid as a good chance for people to reconsider their career and go back to do what they actually love and potentially barista jobs might be more accessible than a high paid job executive level so i think a lot of people like need to start look at alternatives which you could enable them to pursue their passion so in order to get started what what usually is your kind of words of advice
1: well, when somebody is thinking about uh, getting into coffee business and just starting to work, uh, well, most of them, they are directly look for uh, working in the best possible coffee shop. And what I suggest is just uh, go for a coffee shop and start working because you're not going to be hired by one of the best coffee shops in the market if you don't get the basic skills. So even working in a in a, in a very busy coffee shop chain with not like the top quality coffee, We'll just teach you how to work fast and efficient, and then we'll give you the basic skills. And a part of just doing that job, you should uh, try to educate yourself. So, you know, going to public cuppings or reading about it, going to courses by yourself. The thing is that uh, in a coffee shop, they're gonna teach you their own standards, their own procedures. And if you want to understand the coffee, you have to have your own idea. Uh, so if you want to, so the the thing is like, don't think about getting started. Just go for the coffee shop and, and start to make coffee. And and you will see even if you like it or not. Because a lot of people believe that um, working in a coffee shop is mostly making fancy coffees, which is uh, short to say, but bullshit. Most of the time it's and, and 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 it's not that fancy job that most of the people believe that it is. Uh, so if you if you're gonna work in a, in a very busy coffee shop and you don't like it, uh, so the best coffee shops are even there. There are even more procedures because you have to be skilled enough to to keep the right quality, to be able to actually uh, dial in the grinder in, in not in a basic way. But you have to be able to find the you know the hints in, inside of the coffee that will make this extraordinary experience. And of course, your customer service have to be better. Because if you're having uh, better coffee, you have to be able to sell it better and and the customers are more demanding in those coffee shops so so if you if you if you think about starting in coffee just just find a, find a place where which is pretty busy and and you know that they do at least basic training and just start working and and a part of that just educate yourself that's what i that's what i would suggest
0: i think I think that's great i think you, you're absolutely right there's such a misconception on uh, what, what is that going to do to my resume or curriculum? But reality is that even if you work for a commercial cafe, you can always remove that from your CV or for your curriculum, so you don't have to put it. Uh, but instead, you're learning the ropes and you're learning the the skills that require the basics. So 100%. Um, I actually just spoke to someone who used to work here in Melbourne and then moved back to Italy. Uh, maybe she's watching. She asked me what, what I thought about, her going to work at Starbucks in Milan and I said, I think it's fantastic. You know, it's like if it's the only job available after COVID nineteen, take it. You know, I think what what they're doing over there is also a little bit different than all the other Starbucks in the world. But also you're gonna keep your training up because you're gonna keep practicing, you know. It's not gonna be as cool as your latest coffee shop here in Melbourne. This is about funky hipster special coffee shop, but at least you keep up to date as well, as far as manual process and skills. Otherwise you get rusty. Now, thanks for that, Um, Maga. Now, a little bit out of the box question here. Um, Have you visited any specialty coffee shops in Italy? Because obviously you've been a little bit more in my beautiful hometown.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the thing with uh, well, I was I was uh, able to live there for uh, ten days before I needed to go back to Poland for competition, and after that I couldn't go back again to Italy. So I, what I visited was uh, uh, in Bergamo. There is a Bugan coffee shop, so I visited them. And okay. They actually take all of the Italian, you know, titles this year, so so they are pretty good. Uh, so I so I visited this one, and uh, of course I visited because I was curious the uh, Milano Starbucks roastery. Uh, I just okay. wanted to see how they how they actually. But it was too long to wait for the coffee, so we just visited how it looked like. Uh, so I haven't drank coffee over there, but the coffee in Bugan is pretty nice. And and I see that there is a big, uh, maybe not need, but there is like this big movement of. Uh, getting this specialty coffee in Italy to, uh, to a higher level and more and more roasteries. And even the big ones, they do they do single origins now. And it's, it's pretty good quality. So they're going to be a, a big change. Uh, because people in, in Italy, they love coffee. They just get used to a different type of coffee. And if the market will be covered with specialty coffee, they will be very eager eager to have it. So so I'm looking forward to go back and try a little bit more than, than, I, than I did.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, I only visited a couple last time I went and uh, I'm eager to learn more about it, but yeah, no. Uh, Adaba, oh, name's always complicated, but I guess Ada, Adabaskaya could be. Uh, What will be the effect of pandemic to third-way coffee shops, do you reckon? Well, the
1: bad thing is that Looking what's happening in my country because I don't know how it how it works in in the other ones, and there might be a few that will not be able to survive it uh, depending on the you know on the on the politics of the country it's going to be like in Poland they are closed they can only sell to take away, and there was this period of time where they couldn't when the people couldn't even leave houses, so you know selling to take away when nobody's on the street was kind of a um, very difficult. So I believe that uh, some of them might not survive it or they will have to change their their business style a little bit into more kind of maybe restaurant more base or uh, they're going to try to, to, to deliver. Uh, the, for sure that all of the coffee shops will need to rethink how they sell coffee uh, because there is a lot of things that we don't, uh, that we just we're just thinking of okay so we're gonna go back to normal but what's gonna be the normal thing like the the covid the 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 coronavirus will stay with us and uh, before we get the you know before we get the the cure or before uh, our immune system will be you know will be strong enough to take care of it we're gonna face the same problem. so what about the what about the cups that we used to we used to have the strength of uh, you know, less waste. So everybody was having the reusable cup, and now the coffee shops are kind of not allowed to take them because of the because of the possible infection. So the thing is that if the coffee shop would like to survive and make sure that their customers are safe, they had to rethink the way that they will actually sell the coffee and how they work. Uh, but it's gonna be very individual in a lot of countries. Uh, also, the customers will might change the experience because they might be afraid at the beginning to go back to coffee shops. You don't know that. Uh, so, so there, there will be a new, new reality. And then the thing is that until we know the reality, uh, we don't know if the, if the specialty coffee will go, uh, go back as strong as it used to be. And specialty coffee shops, they were giving more of the experience instead of only a product. And uh, the That's thing true. is, will people be, be still able and want to, go and sit in the coffee shop, like crowded coffee shops for that experience. You don't know that, like we, we don't know how the people will behave.
0: Absolutely. I, I to, to just finish that off, cause I, it's, it's a topic that's really uh, close to me. <clears throat> I think on a business point of view, a lot of coffee shops should be also looking at all the things that we're not doing or overlooking before. So uh, social media, branding, Uh, Making making their business into a different form, so really push the boundaries. There's a reason why certain shops, thanks to their branding, were able to charge more even before COVID nineteen. And we go back to that service. So I think that the product, the 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 height of the product should match the height of the experience and service and everything around it. And then I think e-commerce will be essential, so maybe time to start to make your own jam because you make amazing jam, to make your own bread, to make your own Nutella or whatever. You stick it up, you package it up, and you start really pushing as well those channels to kind of survive. So I think yeah. take advantage of the internet. And we've seen the explosion of Zoom. Nobody knew what Zoom was until <laughs> a month ago. And now I, I was having a meeting with Panama with Zoom, which is crazy. And, you know, I think that we need to take advantage of that. And as well for people like yourself and trainers or educators, I think, Mm -hmm. why didn't I do this live show a year ago? Like, (laughs) I don't know, you know. Um, And I think that we can start to rethink a few things for sure. Um, You named Bugan Coffee Lab, and uh, here they are. So, Bugan, Aga did a pretty (laughs) big shout-out to you guys. Um, Nicole... Butterfeld, which I'm sure you know, she's asking uh, yeah. Nicole. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for coming in the other day. Uh, do you think that due to COVID the competitors will not be able to compete and will it affect the comp quality?
1: Well, this year will be will be very difficult, and I might, and I think that. Uh few of the competitors who might not be able to compete especially that we have a world championship one is in Australia which is pretty strict when it comes to um, when it comes to getting people from outside and they're pretty much uh, afraid of uh, being uh, you know infected again uh, this might be like this might happen and a lot of people from those mostly heated countries probably will not be able to to come. And, and maybe not the, the quality of the competition will be still still very high, but I think that some of the countries might have uh, difficulties with bringing the great coffee uh, for the competition for their competitors. Some of the nationals might not happen or might happen in the last minute. Uh, and that means that there will be less time to prepare a new, something new for the World Barista Championship or for World Brewers Cup or for whatever world competition. Uh, of course, the COVID also affects the the farmers, uh, so if, if we are not buying coffees uh, in Europe, for example, or in Australia, and the roasteries have to cancel shipments, uh, the farmers are not getting paid, so the moment they are not getting paid, they are also in, in the crisis, and they will not able to get uh, you know better quality coffee for the next year. So of course, it will affect the whole chain. I think that still the the, the quality in the WBC will be very high. But it will just uh, demand uh, more work from the competitors and from the company to work for. Uh, but I hope uh, most of the national winners will be able to go to Australia, Warsaw, uh, and compete uh, on, the, on, the, on the world level. And I believe that if you're already a national champion, it uh, doesn't matter what coffee you're going to get, you're just going to do 110% from yourself and, and, the, and the quality of the competition will be still, still very high. You have to remember that we're all we are all facing the same problems. Uh, it's like people ask me in Laterat, so uh, you have the same milk, so it just means that somebody is in a better position. Actually, no, because we have the same milk. If the milk is bad, we all have the same problem. If the milk is great, we all have the same advantage. So yeah. It's all about competitors, and I believe that they will still give 110%, maybe 120%. I, I
0: think so, too, and I think that there's gonna be some baristas who're gonna rethink and reinvent their routine around maybe certain things that happen, which is which you might bring some uh, extremely creative uh, uh, things popping up. So I, I definitely can see that. I, I have brought up before in the previous episode how maybe we might see maybe they're gonna decide to for a safety reason to stream. Uh, the competition, rather than allow the public to get inside, I- I'm not sure if that's a possibility. Uh, but obviously, we all have been to coffee expos; it's packed up people. Uh, there is definitely no a meter and a half away from each other, no. um, and it's usually locked in into a big show showroom or showground. So maybe they might decide to stream or use technology to 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 to, to an advantage, but. I'm not sure if that's uh, viable on a monetary point of view, because they rely on those tickets to be sold. So I'm not sure how they can implement it. Oh. The nationals in Poland,
1: they, they, the nationals in Poland were also Probably will be a closed, uh, you know, competition. So it will be only competitors, judges, and and helpers on spot, and then then we'll have a, a stream on the internet. Because in here we have still forbidden, you know, the gathering to more than 50 people. Like now it's like gathering gathering to more than five is forbidden. But it's but with the date of competition, the the gathering should be up to 50 people. Is not even the competitors judges and, you know, and, uh, and that. but there is an idea of, of streaming it. Of course, it's, uh, it's always nicer when you have the audience. I, I don't think I will be, uh, I will be as good as I've been in, uh, Amsterdam if there was no, this crowd, you know, cheering, it's always gives you like this special, you know, special kick, which was super great. But, uh, if it's necessary for everybody to be safe, why not? It's still a competition. A
0: hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I yeah I agree. I think the I mean, I'm big into football, so I get it. The crowd pushes you. Uh, I've seen that you've been to the yeah. stadium to watch uh, your Juventus, so you get it. I get it. Uh, which, going back to the competition, I guess, uh, in those 15 minutes, uh, what's, What's your secret that pushed you towards winning? You know, like everyone has that X factor. Everyone has that push. Where I a uh, I don't know. Mom told me not to become a barista, or uh, I just want to <laughs> win. You know, whatever it is.
1: Well, for me, uh, like you know, the the push for me was uh, that I I didn't even want to win. I think that was the there was I had on the stage. I had no expectation in the first round, so. The first routine in Amsterdam, what I did was just just do it and and make it done and see what happened if people like it because I from the beginning, I knew that talking about customer service might be too easy for a world stage and might be not good enough you know not, not important enough, not uh, you know interesting enough. So I was just just do the fifteen minutes in in like you know how you practice it and I practice it in like you know such a big hype and excitement. Then I just wanted to sell it in the right way and I had no I had no expectations and that allows me to be less stressed and and just have uh, much more fun of that so so this was the first round the second round is was a little bit more stressed because the kick was to be in a to be nine Uh, the best ever polish competitor was 10 and I really wanted to be higher than that so I was like okay just do it good enough to be nine and, and then I was in the final and the final was like, whatever happens is okay. There was no Polish person in the final ever. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's, it's just like, there was, I think that was the kick for me. There was no expectation. I was just mostly having fun on stage, which was, uh, which was pretty exciting. There was no pressure. Nobody, nobody expected me to win and, and it just happened.
0: I, 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 I get absolutely what you're saying. Um, and I think that's a right attitude because uh, uh, Rubens Gardelli recommended me to watch this documentary about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan times, and uh, a sentence that stuck with me, and we I spoke about it with Andrew Allen, the twenty twenty USA President, with her as well, is that people ask if he was nervous on his first game. This is a lot of people, and he said, "I got no time to be nervous. I'm just going to go out there and do what I love, which is play basketball." And you kind of did that. You're like, I got no time to be nervous. I'm going to go there. I love coffee. Uh, Speaking about Italian coffee shops, uh, saying hi to to Stato Specialty, these guys uh, they, they should be on your list because uh, uh, they're not far from Bergamo; they're just in Brescia. So okay. yeah, definitely I'll worth it to go and see the yeah, like they, them. Yeah, like they 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 got six, seven different coffees on on the menu all the times, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. you, I'm sure you're going to visit them. Um, cool. Th- thanks for that. I think I think. It's essential for people to understand that to don't overthink the entire process about getting a barista job or getting into competition. Do it, get started, you see what well, whatever we'll see. Whatever happens, happens. And I think it's, yeah, it's like, pretty important,
1: yeah. You know, that's the thing, like a lot of those people that in the end became World Barista Champions or like are very successful, they, they didn't have the success in like a month. I'm I'm working in coffee since 2008 and I was competing since 2009 and the first time I won nationals was 2014 so like it's it's constantly you're kind of losing so uh it's not going to be like it's not going to be immediately and and I was working in a co- in a chain and I was working in a coffee shop when we had like you know 20 customers a day because it was a shop with espresso machines and 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 a coffee shop so there was like you, you actually didn't make coffee during the day then uh, then i didn't have a job for six months and then we opened a coffee shop which was even which was even harder so it's like you know it's it's a, it's a constant constant fight nobody will give it to you if you if you want to work with coffee it's 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 a little bit of a of a challenge but you yeah. we all know it's worth it
0: yeah it's worth it. patience patience is the key for any type of growth i mean at the end of the day um you know it's like you can read a lot about running and becoming a marathon. There's a lot of books yeah. out there, but if you don't start running every morning, then you're not going to finish that marathon, you know, uh, no matter how many books you read about it. So hundred percent, you know, you got to practice and uh, lots of respect uh, for that because I mean, look, look, look where you are now and uh, you're, you just, you know, out of, by chance you fell in love with something that you believe and pursue every single day. I think it's, you're winning, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's no longer about money. It's like you wake up and you do what you love. Speaking of which coffee, fantastic. You love it. Competing. I'm assuming you love it because you've done <laughs> it a few times. Um, you also teach, you also train, you also consult. What would you say it's Aga's core passion? What's your, Core passion. If you if you had to create an ideal job that doesn't exist, what would that look like?
1: Well, the thing is that my that my core passion is football, so I always wanted to be a football manager. And uh, <laughs> <That's cool>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so this was the this was my idea when I was like seven, eight, nine. Uh, like I was eight when I fell in love with football. It was during Euro '96, and then. Uh, two years later, I fell in love with Juventus and Alessandro Del Piero as a team. You know, Zidane, Inzaghi, Del Piero, Deschamps, Pesotto, Montero, Buffon, all those people, Davids, uh, Takinardi. It was like a great team. So I was, I from that on, my, my first dream was to become a footballer, but I broke my leg and I broke my arm. And my mom says, you're not playing football anymore. And then I was like, so I'm going to become a football manager. And this was the idea. That's why I took the economy studies. Because I wanted to be a, you know, Kind of a Jose Mourinho for in football, but in, in, as a as a woman, and and everything just like turned out in a different way. So uh, if I could be a football manager, I think I would try that.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe there is out there a way to <laughs> to kind of combine coffee and football. Um, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like, but um, yeah, I remember the Juventus. I think that. No wonder that now you know Cosimo, you know, and yourself kind of work together. That worked out well because uh, yeah. he's a big he's a big Juventus supporter. So I get that. Um, so
1: okay, that's interesting.
0: Sorry, I missed that.
1: He he brought me a T-shirt from from of Juventus. Uh, one is with my name, and the other one is uh, with uh, Pjanic. So I have. So he he gave me as as a gift, like as a welcome gift, he gave me a Juventus T-shirt.
0: That's nice. And he got you in at the end with the Juventus jersey. That's that's yeah. clever marketing. That's smart. I yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is clever. Um, well, it's interesting because I think that you know, it's so out of the box because it's like, oh, my dream is soccer, but maybe, you know, it, it could be simply as having a coffee shop outside, the first ever specialty coffee shop outside the, uh, you know, Juventus Stadium, um, which is maybe not quite as big, a manager, but maybe you could combine coffee with, uh, or become the first ever coffee cart uh, whilst uh, Juventus is training. I- I'm not sure what that looks like, but it's interesting. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, we share that together because uh, my dream was always to be in football. So that's that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> of course, as a as a as a as most Italian boys growing up in London the nineties, um, Daniel is asking, and thanks for the question. How many routines did you do before the WBC?
1: Well, for the. That- for the 2018 there was only one. The idea was pretty like I didn't have time so there was a, there was one idea for the routine and I was practicing it. And I think I in the practice I did this routine around 100 times, which is not which is not as as, as many as uh, for example the new world breastie champion because I knew that Ryu uh, Young was practicing much more than I did. Uh, but 100 was uh, still pretty much a lot. Uh this was the most I've ever did, so
0: i that's I think at one hundred is still very solid because uh, at the end of the day it's 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 a lot it's one hundred times fifteen minutes, and let's not forget, yeah, okay. so and, and then there's a lot of plastics. coffee <laughs> plastic, yeah, plastic, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no well yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's different than latte Art because obviously latte art it's a little bit more. I guess, m- mechanic. It's mechanic as well, but it's, it's kind of different. Um, yeah. I was talking to Caleb on how he, he calculated how he was doing 300 cups a day with Latte Art for seven yeah. uh, weeks consecutively. So that's pretty interesting. Um, passionate about coffee? Of course, you can ask any questions. 100%. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, outside WBC, of course. Uh, okay, that's 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 um, 100, 100 times whatever time it takes yeah. obviously to 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 practice plus the cleaning on all of it and it landed you the first spot but you could have trained more or less and at the end of the day it's all about the idea and what you what you're doing during the competition so yeah well done to you for sure yeah. that's impressive <laughs> that's really yeah, impressive the thing so with the, the,
1: thing with the- practice like yeah, a lot of people believe that it's, that it's only the, the routine that you actually practice but before you practice the routine there is a lot of time you have to put into writing this right speech and then you just cut stuff out of the speech and then you have to do the recipes so like you you dial in the coffee you check the coffee every day uh with different you know different, you have the bag of coffee and you open it and then you try it open after 15 minutes after half an hour then you have the same coffee to try the next day have to you have to make sure that you know your coffee like it's a part of your family so so the thing is to to be able to get uh to be sure that the moment you take the bag of coffee you know how it's gonna taste like it's not gonna surprise you and the same is that you know that for sure for example your coffee tastes like this in if if it extracts between 20 and 23 seconds but if it extracts 27 you have to be more or less aware of what's gonna taste like. So, so a lot of practice uh, actually takes getting to know all your recipes and all your all your you know beverages and coffees. Uh, so this is the this is the part that nobody actually think about. But it takes another I don't know three weeks to actually get that.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. percent. And I'll, I'll hold my question that just popped in my head yeah. for a second. Um, Passionate asking if you work in a cafe where you're the only one that you want to learn and try different recipes How do you do that?
1: I would consider maybe changing a, a coffee shop uh, If you're the only one that actually pushes it uh, Have this similar situation so I was the, the only one that was doing latte in the place uh, so, like the other coworkers, they were not only not willing to learn with me, but they were more like uh, trying to stop me f- from learning because they were afraid that if they if I know how to make latte art and they don't uh the boss will ask them to to actually uh, learn that, and they they didn't want it. Uh, the thing is that if you if you're the only one that are willing to experiment, you, there are not a lot of ways. You you can do it uh, after hours or uh, you can do it at home. That's the that's the thing. Like uh, it also depends on your boss. Sometimes the boss is uh, allowing you to do that to experiment to you know to create new recipes for the brews or for to create. New recipes for the beverages, but uh, if the boss uh, if the boss is not that open minded, and he just he just believes that you should do what what's there. There is not a lot of opportunities for you. That's why uh, a lot of pro- coffee professionals they do experiment at home and they have old toys. But you can start, you know, you can start to uh, look for places that are more open minded you know if you're already experienced it's it's not that uh, it's not going to be that difficult especially uh, in australia to actually change a job to a different coffee shop australia is full of coffee shops
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 100% especially especially in melbourne and sydney um yeah we we definitely don't have shortage of coffee shops you're right and uh, yeah. i agree with you and i thought about practicing at home uh, as 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 one of the answers too i mean we all. Most of us know the story of Colin Harmon and the, you know, third floor espresso. And uh, yes, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. It's like practice, practice, practice. And what's, you know, the best place to be at home. So if you can't change your job or different situations, uh, you know, it's it's after hours, like you said, or get yourself a chip machine or something at home and uh, keep pushing for push sure. Um, I, I got to say, now you're in New Zealand. Bosses will in too, but the others are against cupping, etc. Well, if you, I guess, sorry for jumping in. Um, no, no. I, think if they're, if they, I think if they're closed off, because I used to manage a lot of coffee shops as a wholesale roaster, um, I think it's important to include them, but not force them. So it's more about getting them in through the back door rather than the front door. So it's more like you do all the job, And eventually they'll come to you later on, but it has to be in a way that's like all-rounded and to really showcase that you're doing it out of passion and love for sure and not to be better than them. It's more like, hey, I'm passionate about coffee. we got a grinder and a machine here. We're going to play. If you want to join, let's do it. If not, too bad. I'll do it by myself
1: yeah like after some time probably it will it will be maybe a longer process but after maybe a few times you do the capping there will be one person that comes in like maybe this person was a little bit shy but then they will then they will come and if not just remember that uh, you don't learn only in a group like if you're going to do the capping only with you and your boss for example you still gonna learn so so just use the possibility that your boss is actually open minded for that
0: yeah hundred percent hundred percent something that 's kind of connected to 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 this question and it 's very important um, question I believe um, how also is crucial to have the right mentors around you because I mean you know you know you you of touch base with that uh, here in Melbourne when i when I met you and you told me about the importance of meeting the right people who approached you how 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 crucial is that to have the right people around you
1: well if like if you're alone like it's always a bigger struggle because like you have to push yourself and you don't get this extra motivation so So what I was getting in my career, I was getting people that were that none of the pe- people that I met in my in my journey they were they weren't saying no, they weren't stopping me, they were more like encouraging and trying to help me. Which is super helpful, especially at the beginning when you don't have the knowledge. Uh, because if you're, like, if you're just getting started, it's very difficult to, you know, to find the right answers, to find the right way. Especially now when the internet is full of different recipes, different ideas, different approaches to coffee. And so if you have this one person that is more experienced and and at least can can. Tell you where to go, what to try, even like what coffee shops to visit. It's it's always easier to to get on the right track. Uh, if you don't get those people in your life, the the problem will be that you have to be very stubborn and patient to to stay in that uh, in that industry. Uh, I was having a two years like that in my life where there was nobody like helping nobody willing to to be kind of this uh, this mentor for me and i needed to learn by myself and you're getting and you're getting disappointed and you're getting exhausted uh, very fast and so for the competition i i only had the coach for uh amsterdam it was sash but uh, before that i was doing it on my own so you can you can trust me you want to give up every second day because it doesn't work as as, as you want so, so yeah to follow your idea. And sometimes it might be your best friend or even like the, your girlfriend or boyfriend or sometimes brother or sister. So it just have to be a person that will push you, push you down the road and, and just inspire you to chase your dreams.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree um, 100%. And I also think to add to that uh, in this day and age, I think we are a lot of coffee people that we look up to. It's they are a click away from us. So we can always try to reach out, whether it's a direct message or a, an email or a LinkedIn message or something like that. But
1: Yeah, but like those, uh, I, I'm getting a lot of those uh, questions through Instagram. Just, Just what I would like to say is that, those questions have to be a little bit more specific than how to brew a good coffee because you can write a book about that and still Oops. don't get the right answer so so like if you're asking if you want to ask somebody from like the other side of the world and you don't know that person, try to be a little bit more specific and and like also there is no right recipe there is no one recipe to brew Ethiopia natural because like there is like hundreds of Ethiopia's naturals. So, yep. so like the questions have to be a little bit more uh, precise, so we can, so we will be able to answer actually.
0: Hundred percent. I think the the video froze for a second, but I'm glad that you answered that question. Um, yeah. We actually are approaching the sixty minutes uh, yeah. uh, mark, which is crazy because uh, I I feel like that we just. Um, and I don't I don't want to hold you for another hour because I think I can keep, I can keep going. Uh, talking but I I, I don't want to abuse of your time I'm sure you can play some FIFA or pass whatever you play yeah. um, <laughs> with Juventus of course uh, is there anything else that you want to say uh, before we kind of close it off or something A next project that you have in mind or anything like that
1: well, well, we ha- we're having with uh, Cosimo and Karimali, we're having an exciting project that we wanted to show and uh, during mice and we will show it in November. Uh, so it's, uh, it's something to look forward because it might be uh, uh, also helping with this uh, situation we have right now. So we are building a espresso machine without the boiler inside. So it's going to be, you know, kind of heating on demand. So whatever temperature you want, you're getting this in three seconds. Uh, which is going to be super small and super light and, and not very, and very energy efficient uh, espresso machine, which will also help to, in like for example, delivery service, because it's going to work on a battery. So you can put it on a scooter, you can put it on a bike and then drive whenever with the espresso machine and actually make it over there. Uh, so we're really, really looking forward for this uh, idea and to develop this, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and we want to launch it at the beginning of a new year. We were supposed to do it this year, but... Uh, you know the COVID situation uh mess a little bit but we're gonna show it at mice so if you go if you're gonna visit the the trade show and world birthday championship come visit us in, in the Karimali booth and i'll be there making coffee so i can tell you more about that and show it to you
0: i look forward to see you there too because obviously i'm in melbourne so very very lucky um it's always it's almost sounds like a tesla for coffee machines
1: yeah know, that's, the idea. <laughs> that's the idea
0: um I hate the Instagram because they only give you the thirty seconds counter, and as soon as it starts, you're like, "Shit, I got thirty seconds." So before that starts, uh, thank you for coming on. I feel very grateful, blessed to having you. I really appreciate all the things, and stories, and knowledge that you shared. I think that you're incredible, and uh, I hope that you stay safe and sound. And I hope to see you in Melbourne very soon because it means that everyone is good, and it's twenty seconds left. So sending you much love, and thank you again for coming yeah, on.
1: thanks. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you, Aga. Take care.